You're listening to the Madhouse podcast. Download it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you like, feel free to leave us a cheeky little review. But of course, please just leave us a review. Oi, creepy voice guy, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse, the number one podcast for horror reviews, bullshit and booze. My name is Joey and here again it's the full of shite deadite. He's here to saw and hack in the Madhouse shack. It's our resident demon, Jimmy Faulkner! How you doing, Jimmy? Alright. Good. You? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. I always have an exciting start and then uh, I kind of feel ashamed of how excited I got. So, uh, but the Evil Dead, your choice. Good film. Yes, yes, good film. Directed by Sam Raimi of such blockbuster classics as Spider Man Two, Drag Me to Hell, Dark Man, and of course, starring the legend that is Bruce Campbell. Yeah, of such blockbusters. As the tiny little bit part in Spider-Man Two, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, his now runaway series, Ash 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 versus Evil Dead. Yeah, I've got a fucking stutter. <laughs> and of course, I don't know why he wasn't nominated for an Oscar. But if you've not seen this, you need to watch it. It's a film called The Man with the Screaming Brain. <laughs> okay, I have not. I seen love it. it. Uh, yeah, I'd forgotten about him in Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, by the way, is the film that had the tugboat in that had the porn star from Cannibal Holocaust. Yes, this lovely little bit. That's lovely. Full links. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Of course we do this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. We thought, what film can we most tediously link into Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. While Jimmy fiddles in his pants. Oi. <laughs> so Bruce only got into that, into the Spider-Man. Do you know how he got into that Spider-Man film? No. Okay, so there's his, uh, I've got his autobiography, If Chins Could Kill. <laughs> nice. Yes, it's very good. And uh, it's very interesting. It's worth a good read, but it looks poorly printed. It looks like he's done it himself. <laughs> but no, it is a really good book. If you were, if if people are Bruce Campbell fans, if chins could kill. So basically, because Sam Raimi's the big became this big director, apparently Bruce just kept ringing him up every time and going, Can you put me in my movie? Can you put me in your movie, please? I need an acting job. And Raimi was like, No, we I want to put proper actors in the film. <laughs> So Bruce just kept ringing him up every time, saying, "Oh, just put me in, put me in your film." I feel like he should have been bigger, do you know, like give him more depth in roles. I feel like he could have done it. Yeah, probably. I mean, he played the doorman at the cinema very well in Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's capable of doing serious acting, or will he always just have that? <laughs> well, you need to watch the man with the screaming brain, and then make your own decision. Okay. I don't know if that's a yes or a no. <laughs> I mean, come on. hes I think he's a great actor. He is. Yeah, I think he's amazing. I think there are so many roles. There was something we watched the other day. Ah, it was actually fucking Drag Me to Hell that we watched the other day. And there's a part in it towards the end where they're all sat around a table and there's a, one of the guys and it would have been fucking perfect role for Bruce Campbell. Yeah. But no. What year did this come out there? Was it 81? 81. 81. 
there was a fair few gaps between uh, the three, wasn't there? Uh, yes. Well, th- this one took fucking ages to make. Yes, it did. Should we? Uh, should we go over to, uh, to straight into frights and delights and uh, talk about some of the frights and delights with uh, Sam Rainey and Sol Campbell? What Sol Campbell? <laughs> Isn't he a football player? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, should we just give him a little taster of what it is first? We... Did you get what I sent you? Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, so should we just we just run down? We'll give it a quick rundown. Yeah, I've messed up big time. Yeah, we're in the... we're not doing plot slot no more. No more. <laughs> we are. Oh shell. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we it's it was crap basically, wasn't it? it we just uh I mean, it was very well written by yourself, but we felt like that we wanted to do a run over of the plot still. So you're doing plot paragraph, I guess. We haven't got a cool name for it. Have you got a cool name no, for it? Not really. I just think we'll just go. Oh, this is this is the film in a couple of bits. Okay, how do you we'll want to do, do it? This? Like we do it like we did it. I, I'll do that first bit. You do that second bit. Okay, I'm not timing it though. Yeah. Nah, fuck it. So, Evil Dead. Let's give you a quick rundown. Five friends go to a cabin in the woods for an ollie day. They discover a book bound in human flesh called The Book of the Dead and a tape recorder belonging to a professor who also happens to own the cabin. Scott plays back what is recorded on the tape, which just happens to be a Kandarian resurrection passages translated from the Necronomicon, Book of the Dead, by the professor, which unleashes an evil force from the woods. The friends start turning into evil deadites, and they soon learn from the tape that the only way to kill a person is to turn into to kill a person who is turned into a deadite is by total body dismemberment. People are dying left and right. One girl early in the film loses control and runs off into the woods, only to be sexually assaulted by the trees. They try to escape the woods, but the only bridge out has been destroyed. They just need to make it through till dawn. Eventually, all of the friends have been taken over by the evil unseen force except for one, Ash Williams, who proceeds to fight back against his deadite mates. Ash makes it till dawn, only to be possessed by the evil force. Or does he? Plot paragraph. Evil Dead 2. Boom. (laughs) I I have uh, memories of Evil Dead... uh, one, two, and three not being consistent. Oh, I think we might. Yes, uh, we might talk about it in a bit anyway. Well, we can talk about it now. Well, fine, we will. Because <laughs> I thought you might know. Yes. So, so the end of Evil Dead. Yes. Ends with Ash, but then at the start of Evil Dead Two, they have they play it out differently, doesn't it? And it's Ash and Linda again, but they're still alive. Is it not basically a remake? Huh? Is it not basically a remake? No, so they couldn't they couldn't use um clips from the first Evil Dead because it was done by a different production company. Yeah. That had the rights to that. So this side they had to do a uh, a 7 minute something bit at the start where it's Ash and Linda as a kind of a recap but with nobody else. Yeah. And then after that bit, then they went into Evil Dead 2. So the start bit is kind of just a remake, but they couldn't use the, the, the bits that they'd already filmed from the Evil Dead. So what is the story of Evil Dead 2 then? Like he just went out to a cabin again? Well, kind of. They're in the cabin, but the professor's daughter and boyfriend and stuff, they come to the cabin and listen to the tape again I think they listen to the tape again or read it and then they turn into deadites and shit and Ash has to go back shit again and kill everyone and at the end of it they open up the, the portal that takes him to the medieval time okay so after the, at the end of the second one yeah he lands in the 1300s and yes. he kills a, a deadite and they all go hey He's here to save us, hooray! But then at the beginning of yeah. the third film, he's actually like being held as a slave about to be killed and has to yes. prove himself again. So again, yeah. they couldn't use any film and they couldn't use anything shot from the Evil Dead 2 
because that was done under another production oh, company as well who had the rights to that. <laughs> so they had to do the same thing again and they couldn't call it Evil Dead. So they had to call it Army of Darkness yes. because Evil Dead, the other company had the rights to the Evil Dead. Glenn Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. Glenn Campbell is the singer. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, one last one. Okay. Yeah. Ash versus Evil Dead. Yes. At the end of the third film, he sleeps for a hundred years too long and the world is destroyed, right? And he goes, Oh no, I've had a nap too long. Then Ash versus Evil Dead, he's in modern day times. Yes. Explain. Well, I can't explain that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well no, he gets he gets he gets brought back to this time, doesn't he? But when? At the end of uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah, but he, I remember him being in the future. At the end, he like takes too many drops of the sleeping thing because he counts wrong. And then he's 100 years into the future, so it would be like 2081 and the world has been destroyed. Yeah. And he goes, well, then, ah, at, so, well, obviously, at some point, though, he gets, goes back and starts working at S-Mart, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's the... Shop I just smart, would like those S-Mart. two things linked somehow. And I haven't well, seen it's... the uh, the 2013 thing. Was that a complete reboot or something? Yes, I quite liked it. I haven't seen it, uh, so I, I can't say. Interesting fact about that. All the characters' initials in it spell out demons. Do they? Yeah, they do. I wonder what Genius thought of that. Oh, sassy. <laughs> There's also Bruce Campbell's working on another Evil Dead film called The Evil Dead Rise. Oh, okay. I didn't know it's that. It's being filmed in New Zealand at the minute, I think. He said he'd retired from Ash, didn't he? Because the uh, Ash versus Evil Dead got cancelled in 2018. Fuck off. They just put out another series, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, it's like three series now. Oh, I thought the last one was in 2018. I, I, I only found out about that a few days ago, and I've been watching it since because it is amazing. No, no, I, no he's the, yeah, he's in New Zealand filming Evil Dead Rise. Cool. I don't know if he's playing Ash in it, though. He might just be producing it or directing it. I don't know. Oh, he's got to be in it. Yeah, he's got to be in it. I've got to see that chin. Yeah. He's getting more of him as he gets older. Well, of course. Aren't we all? Should we frighten the light? <laughs> yeah, we've basically done the entire plot slot thing that we were trying to cut down on. <laughs> on. <laughs> no, you, you, yeah, but I, at least it wasn't running down the plot. I was just trying to, I was trying to figure out what happened in the. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <sighs> frighten the lights. Let's do it. Right, here we go. It's the section that's bound in human flesh. It's frights and delights. Well, Jimmy, what was a fright or a delight uh, was that the film was said to be a horrendous ordeal to make. Okay. Cabin was in a terrible state of disrepair, covered in horseshit, no electricity or telephone, and in the middle of nowhere... During a tough winter, they basically lived in this place for weeks while filming. I think it sounds amazing, personally, out in the middle of nowhere. It's got a fireplace. It's just a survival. Uh, survival. It's just a survival trip. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think some some of them went back and stayed in, like some of the the other the friends. They went back and stayed in like a hotel and stuff occasionally. Yeah, and the director, and, right. uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Diet Campbell, he went, uh, if you... <laughs> is this annoying you yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just okay. going to see how many you can come up with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, he had to go back every day because, uh, covered in blood and crap, he would get driven back. To get sorted. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, they. But yeah, basically, they all lived in there, didn't they, for a bit? It's an adventure. Yeah. Plus, it's fucking like it's not a it's not a massive budget film, is it? No. 
Like it's just a g- couple of friends making making a movie. Yeah. With like, oh, what were they? Were they like student actors? I don't think they were proper actors. Actors were they? Yeah, they were all student actors. Uh, student actors. I like it. it leads nicely onto a, a delight uh, that uh, Sam Raimi, uh, Bruce Dickinson, and uh, Sam's brother Ted were all friends at high school. Uh, they would make Super 8 films together and uh, Bruce became the actor of the group because he was the sexiest, basically. I mean, he's got some eyebrows in, in this film that, that need attention and his haircut, certainly, in this one is uh, interesting. Bowl cut. Yeah. Was that a, a, a choice, do you think? A character choice? No, I don't think so. I don't think they went that deep into it. Did you think that's just the hair he had at the time? Yeah. Sweet. You got any frights and delights? Uh, you just keep going for a minute, and I'll I'll chime in. I'll give you my favourite delight. Okay. The scene where were the, they were. The scene where they were listening to the tape recording that kicked off all the rising dead shit and the killing and such. That had to be reshot because in the script they were smoking weed and they did it for real and they had to reshoot it because they were all too stone. Nice. Yes. I Classic like that. student actors on a budget film. Yeah, I like that. And of course, someone says we're going to be in a cabin in the middle of the woods for a few weeks shooting a film with the winter around a fire with not much going on. Someone's turning up with a big old bag of hash. Yeah. Well, it's like any time that we tried to film a music video and it just too hungover to do anything <laughs> decent. Yeah. That's, but we stuck uh, with them. As soon as someone said, uh, should we all sleep over at yours that night so we can get there early in the morning to record the video, that that should have been pretty obvious. Disaster. Yeah. Disasters. Oh, well. We had a nice day out. True. Uh, um, oh, oh. No, you go. I've had my share. <laughs> well, no, I was going to mention some of the shots that they did. So, like, um, where the first bit where it's going through the fog and stuff in the pond, it's Bruce, Bruce Campbell pushing Sam Raimi in a boat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when they're running through the woods, they got a... Uh, it's a plank of wood and a camera strapped in the middle and at one end running through. Hang on. That was what, good. Tied to them. No, they're holding a plank of wood. Yeah. Two people. There's one guy at one end, one guy at the other end. Yeah. Camera strapped in the middle and they're running with it. That's how they get through that through the woods and they're lifting it up and down and stuff. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the last the the shot at the end where it goes through the cabin and into Bruce's face. Yeah, that's some guy riding a bike with a camera <laughs> strapped to the front of it. Why not? I love that. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love uh those little ways to do it. They come out really well, and uh, it looks better than if you'd use a really expensive study cam. Yes, exactly. So when I was at college studying uh, media studies, we we made a horror film, and ours wasn't as sophisticated as that. Uh, it was about a severed, uh, a possessed severed hand, kind of like you get in, yeah. in the next Evil Dead. But the way we filmed the hand was to pop the camera on top of a hand like that <laughs> and run it around. <laughs> I bet it worked. So you just so it's, you saw the top, like it was kind of on the wrist, but you saw like the top of the hand crawling along like that. Go, so you have some filmmaking experience, yeah? This is why I'm gutted about our music videos, because I really like it. I really like that, but it's just Luke Birch and alcohol getting away <laughs> creativity. <laughs> yep. Uh, but why have we not tried making a horror film? If if you've got film experience, and we've both got mobile phones with cameras on them. Ah, uh, See, I don't... The, 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 the technology that I was used to, I don't think they have that anymore. <laughs> what was it? Like a, someone taking a sketch? <laughs> well, like like uh, when we finished editing and got the full... That's taking a sketch. What are you taking a piss? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
our our final film was on a VHS tape, and we had to edit it like reel to reel. Oh, okay. oh I thought that was cool. Splicing it was and very dicing. Cool at the time. Or dicing yeah. then splicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, but I, yeah, I reckon we could do it. Andy. Andy's very good at uh, video, internet, computer type stuff. Yeah, yeah, he could do all that shit. So we'll film it all. Yeah. And do all the acting because, you know, we these could, faces, yeah. they need to be on screen. Yeah. Absolutely. Andy can do all the video editing. Yeah. We'll just give him all the shit. Yeah, I'll sort this out, make this look good. We're talking about film, aren't we? The film yes. was banned in Germany until, uh, well, I've written 20061, but I'm guessing it was meant to be 2016. Twenty thousand and sixty-one. So it's not, it's coming out uh, after Eastern Europe gets it. <laughs> Another delight. The car in the film is Sam Raimi's car. A 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88. It was Raimi's family car from when he was 14. It was Ash's car in the Evil Dead films. Aunt May's car in the Spider-Man film, uh, which also starred the tugboat porn star actor from Cannonball Holocaust. And it has cameoed in many of Raimi's other films. Yes, it's in Drag Me to Hell as well. Is that 2009? That's fairly Something newish. Like that. Something yeah. like that. Newish. It's 2021. How old am I? <laughs> yeah, it's up there with being in more, nearly in more films than Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> nearly. Nearly. <laughs> nearly. And it gets better dialogue. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> All right, I, I haven't got any more. My last one was Ash versus the Evil Dead TV show, which I didn't know existed until a few days ago. And I, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I don't know how I'd not heard of it. It's on Netflix. Well, you're living in a bubble, mate. Yeah. It's like backwards, isn't it? This not is... backwards. I meant backwater. This is the the backwards town that you, you get murdered in where they make a film about it later on. Yeah. In fact, one side of it's like that. The other side is just more like Midsummer Murders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. The gardener appears to be dead. You in it, you're a gardener. Groovy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the gardener. Right, anyway, so I've come across, well, actually, I've just, I've seen this woman, right? She's called Dr. Edith Thoreau. Okay. Right. Don't know what's up with this woman here. Right. So let me just read something. So chances are the troubles that torment you aren't your problems at all, but the miseries of a dead soul who has possessed you sometime during life. Okay. Do you feel like that? No, I feel like all my misery has been caused by myself. So uh... <laughs> okay. many people are possessed by earthbound spirits. These are people who have lived and died, but did not go into the afterworld at death. Instead, they stayed on Earth and remained just like they were before death with the fears, pains, weaknesses and other problems that they had while they were alive. They are drawn to unite with the living. In fact, they don't even know that they're dead. Right. This is Dr. Faroe. She's a doctor. Uh, yeah, she's okay. given herself that title, has she? She has. Now, <laughs> the therapist estimates that about 80% of her patients are suffering from the problems brought on by spirits of the dead. Okay, and how do they? Uh, how does she propose they cure themselves? I'm guessing it makes her rich, whatever it is. <laughs> Hold on, whoa there! Constant Hold therapy we, at two hundred pounds a session. The, Sorry, we yeah. need to get to the crux of the matter. Okay, which is to tell if you're possessed. She advises that you look for the following symptoms. <laughs> so just give me a shout if you've got if you if you've got any of these symptoms. Okay, low energy levels. Uh, I'm possessed sometimes. <laughs> Character shifts or mood swings. Yeah, okay. Inner voice. We all have an inner voice. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Inner voice or voices speaking to you. Yeah, That's well, just... everyone has that. Well, yeah. Impulsive behavior. I bought a chocolate bar from that bit next to a till the other day. That's that is. That's by. why they're there. Yeah, yeah. Memory problems. Yeah, I can never Getting remember older. Bruce Forsythe's name. <laughs> Getting older. Poor concentration. 
Yeah. Exactly. Sudden onset of sudden, sudden onset of physical problems. Uh, yeah, actually, the other day I fell over and smacked my head on the curb. That was a pretty uh, sudden onset of physical problems. Okay, sudden onset onset of anxiety or bouts of depression, especially after hospitalisation or other trauma. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, I can imagine that happening a lot. I'm sorry, but you are obviously going to have bouts of depression after being hospitalised, yeah, yeah. having a severe trauma. Okay, here we go. Weight gain with no obvious cause. <laughs> yeah. Right, so... What's yeah, more shocking is that 20% of her patients don't qualify <laughs> under those. <laughs> so th- this list is just normal. This yeah. is normal. These are normal things. It sounds a bit older. like Scientology, doesn't it? When your your negative thoughts and everything are just uh, the thetans of souls from whatever god they think of that dropped them off. Uh, in volcanoes to die or burn. I don't know, fucking know. But same, yeah, you're possessed by these things who have negative feelings. Yeah. So she says she's cured more than 1,000 patients of spirit possession and is convinced that the average person can rid himself or herself of unwanted spirits by following her simple method. Does that simple method link to a PayPal account? <laughs> yeah, probably. I'll give you my simple method. Pull yourself together. <laughs> Otherwise known as the 1940s method. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. One, pull yourself together. Two, pull your socks up. Three, grow up. Four, join the real world. Anyway, so here we go. Now, this is tried and tested. A thousand patients. You can release a spirit you have had with you for for years or help someone else using these methods she says uh to banish the dead soul that haunts you you must speak to the dead person and convince him to leave easy enough isn't it yeah tell tell the spirit that he is not possessed that he is not the possessed person but someone else tell him his body is dead and that he joined the possessed person after death Tell him he is harming himself and the person he is possessing. To encourage the spirit to leave Earth, Dr. Perot advises you must tell him he is loved. He has loved ones. His loved ones are waiting for him. Reassure him that he is in the hereafter. He will be in perfect body, not crippled or aged, apparently. Don't know why she says that. Oh, and tell him there's no such thing as hell that he will have a wonderful, peaceful existence in the afterlife with everything he wants. Tell him to go in peace with your blessing. Okay. So there you go. If you find yourself fucking possessed, just tell him to leave. He's not going to be crippled. There's no hell. You're going to have a wonderful life. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds... And you'll forgive me for being negative, but that sounds a bit like bullshit. (laughs) Does it? <laughs> <laughs> and her uh, list of uh, symptoms sounds like those uh, pill adverts on TV where they go, do you feel tired in the mornings? Yes, I do, actually. Do you feel depressed after someone literally dies in front of you that you're in love with? <laughs> <gasps> yes! Then you need Dr. Joe's pill thing. Oh, my God. Where do I get that from, please? Uh... I, I I will send you something if you want. I mean, <laughs> anyway, the best the best part of that thing that uh, came out of it was that I came across this another amazing website called Zombie Research Society. Okay, I'm not going to read anything from it. I'm oh. just telling you if you want to have a look at zombieresearchsociety.com, go for it. It looks fucking amazing. That's it. Zombie science. Zombieresearchsociety.com. Should we start doing random track uh, random ads for people? <laughs> <laughs> zombie just... culture I love yeah. it zombie science hunting behaviour incubation period oh there's so much info on here do, do they have uh, any actual zombies oh I don't know I've only just started 10 safest countries UK zombie awareness one. month it is this month May zombie anyway. awareness month 
Yeah. Got to be aware, isn't you, boy? Yeah. Apparently we have. All right, well, I, uh, that was lovely. What was that? Probably doc- should get probably should get back to the film, shouldn't we? What was the doctor's name? Uh, Dr. Thoreau. I can't remember her first name. Elizabeth Thoreau. Jane. I'll go and check that out if uh, if you feel interested in laughing at somebody's ridiculous life. And, uh, yeah, I like your... Uh, <laughs> I like the Jimmy Real bits. Jimmy Real bits are coming back, are they? Yeah, I might. I might. I, that was only a quick one that I just found earlier while I was having some um, issues with weight gain that I don't know where it's come from. Oh, yeah, and you were just here. <laughs> so apparently I'm possessed. Yeah. Which is fine. Fair enough. I'm happy with that. I reckon we should go find out who is, who else is going to get some extra weight gain from the medal they get sent to them from us, Jimmy. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Thank you. In Master of the Macabre. Master of the Macabre. Welcome to the Master of the Macabre, where me and Jimmy decide, in our opinion, who's master of their dominion. And today, <laughs> we're talking about the Evil Dead. I think that landed, so I'm sticking that with landed. it. That landed. Yeah, that landed. <laughs> uh, and there are... Well, there is one option. I'm going to put the car in the mix. Like a toupee. Well, okay. It's kind of part of the... Part of the whole yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's more of an honourable mention. Yes. Because this is one of those times we can count down to three and now we're both going to say the same name. Yeah. So do you want to have a pop, see if we both chose the same person? Well, I know you're just going to do a funny name, aren't you? Like what? Like, I don't know, Campbell's Tomato Soup or something. <laughs> The thought had occurred to me to go for Campbell's soup at some point. Uh, but no, I promise I won't. <laughs> okay, 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 go on then, let's do it. I could choose the car. <laughs> yeah, right. okay, yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. two, one. Bruce Robert De Niro. Campbell. Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, yeah. I mean, if he was in it, <laughs> he might have had a chance. No, obviously. <laughs> obviously it's Bruce Campbell. It's going to be Bruce all day long. I'm putting it up, out there that any Bruce Campbell film, anytime, it's going to be Bruce Campbell. It's up there with Vincent Price. Yeah. Oh, what if you... I know it will never happen. What if there was a, a, a film that had both of them in it? Well, there isn't, and I don't think there will be. No. But they'd have to both get it. Okay. They both get it all night long, sir. <sighs> okay. So, uh Bruce Campbell gets it. Yeah, I send him a send him a, send him our Master of the Macabre trophy shaped as a I don't know, chainsaw or a boomstick. Uh yeah. By the way, I do want to say uh a chainsaw's weigh a shit ton to hold okay. by the handle and if it's on the end of your arm at the point that his was you'd have to be insanely strong to swing it around like he does uh he has it strapped on though doesn't he yeah i'm just saying like that ed- added weight on the end of your arm oh okay would be a, right, it's okay. really it would be really hard to move around. i was just i've used a chainsaw today at work it just popped into my head so, <laughs> so it's okay so it's not it's not a viable option for the zombie apocalypse uh i wouldn't say it is no it's too dangerous for yourself you'd have to use two yeah. hands to use it there's no way i mean obviously naomi campbell can do it better than any of us uh but i couldn't handle it <laughs> weighs too much so you'd have to use two hands, and uh, I think the best weapon in the zombie apocalypse is a one-hander. So you got some defense. Yeah. And a chainsaw's yeah. really dead. You, you, if you miss, you can chop off a, your own leg literally in, in a second, and then you fuck Don't they run on petrol or something as well? So that's a resource. Yeah, you got to keep topping it up. But then in the yeah. Evil Dead, that one seems to just keep running forever. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's rate something. How about this film? Okay, this huh? film. <laughs> to the madass rating system. That's usually your thing there. Oh, 
<laughs> what are we doing next, Jimmy? It's the Madhouse Rating System! Pew, pew, pew. Madhouse Rating System. Alright. First up, we got Tension and Suspense. It's good, Jimmy. There are some lovely jumps, woodland chasers, attacking trees and deadites popping out all over the place. It doesn't need to try too hard because it is in a shack with nowhere to run away from the undead. But building up tension and suspense in a shack, it's a confined space with like awkward angles for shots and movement. So they did incredibly well. Bruce Campbell did really well because he is quite a physical actor and he's a big man. So in a small cabin type rooms with the camera equipment of the crew, he did really well to create that tension of a man losing his shit and falling into this like furor or whatever that doctor was called, for all, <laughs> in a small space with nowhere to bloody move. Yeah, I mean, he falls over and gets trapped under a book bookshelf twice. Yeah. But he does it amazingly. Yeah. It's nice. I think it's got really good tension and suspense. The chase through the wood was good. Uh, what else is there, Jimmy? Well, I'm, <laughs> not, a fa- I'm not a fan of the, uh, the, the tree wood rapey bit. It was very strange. I liked the the overall being chased by the living trees. Yeah. But I don't see why it had to go there. I think that's why it got banned in a in some countries, I think, for that bit. And okay. I think Raimi and Bruce Campbell regret it being in the in the film. Oh no, I think Bruce Campbell actually regrets slapping Linda around the face a couple of times. Okay. I think Raimi, Raimi regretted putting in the, uh, the the viney rapey bit. But yeah, Campbell regrets the slapping Linda. Okay. Yeah, the, the weird tree rapey bit didn't need to be there. No, I don't think it did need to be there, actually. I don't think it did. And it was in a... It ruins a good sequence. It was a good sequence. Yeah. Good effects, good practical effects. But uh, what do you reckon for tension and suspense, anyway? Uh, one o oh, un star. One o oh, un star. One it's star. got one o oh, un star out of one o oh, un stars. Star. Next up, score and visual effects. Well, there's blood all over the place. Oh crikey, governor! Yeah, is there? <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> I don't know what you're going for there. I can't play off that. I have no idea what you're going okay. for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they had to resort to some on-the-spot fixes for some shots. Uh, like you've already said, Bruce Campbell pushing uh, Sam Rainey along on a dinghy over the pond. Of course, it's practical effects all the way through, and all of them look good. I can't think of any that were bad in any way. Some were quite painful, apparently. The white eye effect that the Deadites had was a special-made contact lens. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. Uh, from what I read, they were thick, horrible devices that I can't even imagine managing to wear. They had to be removed every 15 minutes so they didn't damage the eyes. Uh, Campbell said it was like wearing a contact lens made of Tupperware. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what a contact lens feels like, so I can't really... I can imagine putting Tupperware in my mouth. Yeah, ma- just my, imagine my eyes, though. Tupperware big enough to give you that white eye effect over your eye and it would have to go under the eyelid, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be not very nice. Um, I think the best effect in this film was, without doubt, the incredible stop motion when the Deadites are dissolving. Or whatever the fuck is happening to them. It looks like they're dissolving. It's just amazing, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, One awesome effect when Ash got out of the car and seemed to walk, like, up in the air. It was when he was trying to drive away from the cabin. They parked the car at an angle on an incline uh, and set the camera up at the same angle as the car so when that Bruce got out and walked off uh, in a dark scene where you can't see any other scenery for reference. It just appears that he's walking in some otherworldly land or something off at a weird angle upwards. Like, Lovely. 
Yes, yes, yes. That was a nice touch, not needed, but added to the film. So they were obviously on it constantly thinking about, we're having this happen here. How can we make it better or look a bit odd? Yeah. Yeah. So that good, tells you a lot about how seriously they took it. Real life ammo was used for the visual effects. Nice. Uh, Bruce had to fire real cartridges from uh, the boomstick through a window and a dummy standing standing in as a deadite. You got anything you want to add for gore and visual? Yeah, effects? I think it's I think it's from this film. I remember I've I've watched an interview with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, and I think it's it might be this film. It might be Evil Dead Two, where they they're aiming for a rating. But they had to change up the blood color to make it less realistic. I think it might be yeah. Evil Dead Two, actually. No, I didn't really make it more red. Some of it's white. They have white stuff coming out. Yes. Yeah. To change it to get a different rating, but in this one, they made it. I think they made it look a bit more real by putting coffee in with the in with the red thing to make it a little more black, like it was actually blood. Oh, okay. I think, I think that's right. Um, oh, what else about the old visual effects? The uh, the shots of the moon were stitched or matted onto the shots, so the kind of thing you might have done at college. Yes. Uh, you could see an outline of a square where the moon of the uh, outline of a square around the moon where this was done. Because obviously it wasn't a full moon every time they were filming, so they kind of just put it in. And uh, Stephen King saw this film. He he was uh, part of the reason it got popular. And one of the uh, things he mentioned he liked was the things like that little matted in that you could see if you knew about filmmaking. And, and he said it, it gave it that, uh, what was he say? Something like it's self-made charm. And yeah, a well-made right, yeah. film, so... He backed the film. In fact, I think I read there was a quote from Stephen King on the original poster, which lent it a lot of credence. But What's that quote, Joe? I think this film is pretty darn good. <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Lovely. the actual quote. Yeah, fair enough. How right, did they give on, it then. an ending? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it one yeah go on then I'll give it a star that's two stars right next up is performance it's is pretty it? sorry what is it performance yeah it is performance yeah yes three in a row yeah I'm giving you three out of three. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, the acting's all right, isn't it? Uh, but everyone was having a shit horrible time anyway, so maybe there was just the overall tone coming through of people having a shit time who were meant to be having a shit time as characters as well. A few of the actors were injured during shoot, uh, were being thrown into objects and accidentally being stabbed by things. Uh, Campbell was obviously amazing. He has that wild look in his eye. And it just lands right. Is better, I think, in the following films. Uh, yes, because the character develops a little bit more. Yeah, driven a little bit insane, but they switched it up a bit for those. Anyway, the overall tone of the films. I mean, this one was just like a, a horror film set in the eighties, and the third one's what in the thirteen hundreds. <laughs> it's definitely switching it around a bit. <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, the later changes were more of a directorial choice. Anyway, what do you want to do for performance? Because I think Bruce gives it one, but then yes, but I, well, just I, okay. just, I want to, I need to yeah I want to mention a few bits yeah sorry about performance. So I first read this in uh, If Chins Could Kill. That's but it's quite interesting when you see a character. Uh, let's take. I can't remember her name, but the girl gets trapped in the in the cellar, and she's got all her makeup on. And then we're seeing it one scene, and then the next scene. Hold on a minute, she looks a little bit different in that scene. 
Okay. Or there's characters that are that occasionally look a little bit different. Um, but it's called the the fake shemp. You What's heard that, this? Then? No, no idea. Okay, so when actors in the film weren't available, they dressed up other people like the actors. Okay. And put makeup on to play that character. So if you actually watch it, you'll see the character change and you'll go, oh, that looks similar. Ah. But it's not actually that actor. It's a different actor playing it. And they, they called it a fake shemp. Um, it's now a, it was a phrase that Raimi coined, this fake shemp. Oh, I never heard of it. Um, so like... It, uh, like there'll be shots with hands and things like that, and it'll be Raimi's hand, or it'll be supposed to be Scott's hand, but it'll be Bruce Campbell's hand, or or things like that, or it'll be one of the girls, but it's actually Ted Raimi dressed up as um, dressed up as them. Ted Raimi does a lot of them in Evil Dead too. Uh-huh. When these actors weren't available, they called it a fake shemp, and it was called a fake shemp because uh, Raimi's a massive Three Stooges fan. Is where right. the comedy comes out in the next couple of films. Yeah, He's yeah. a big Stooges fan. And um, uh, there was some three Stooges films that were being recorded, but uh, one of them, Howard Shemp, uh, died uh, before these films were made. So they got in somebody to play play his, ah. play his him, but so you could you didn't see it was him. Yeah. But so they could make these films. So then Bruce Gamble and Raimi called this technique uh, the the fake shemp. So they did that. So they've done that. They did that. They've, I think they did that in all, quite a lot of films where if someone's not available, they need to get the shot right. Dress somebody up. <laughs> That's nice. But then it became, I think it became illegal to do it after, you're like this because you're in this film. Um, um because of um, i think i know the film um because of so it became i don't know if it's illegal or it's forbidden under the screen actors guild because of the lawsuit that chris crispin glover filed uh when he got replaced in back to the future 2 yeah so they're saying it was about his um actors personality rights yeah. So you you couldn't do that anymore after after he did that. Mental, tying to Cannibal Holocaust and Back to the Future, and I'm not in so that film. Jimmy, just Michael joking. J. Fox. Could you think some Michael J. Fox? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nothing like Michael shem, J. Fox. I love that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I remember double. that in Back to the Future too. He's hung upside down all the time, isn't it? It's just that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Big Glovin went on to be in uh, House on Haunted Hill, didn't he? No, Haunting of Hill House, sorry. Did he? Yeah, he's, a... yeah, he's the dad in that. Shit, shut up. Yeah, he's the dad in it. That's not sure Chris Big Glover. Is it? That's... Yeah, I'm sure it is. We're yeah, gonna, it is. We're going to have to Google sure that. Yeah, you might have to Google that. Let's just say it is. It's a fun fact, isn't it? No matter if it's true. <laughs> It's a fun fact. So basically, no, when that... anybody in this first film got dysentery because of the bad conditions, they just got someone else to stand in. <laughs> no, do you know? Do you know who I'm thinking of from um, Haunting of Hill House? I know who it is now. It's come to my mind. Is it the ET kid? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a dickhead! It just popped into my head then. I was like, "Who is what?" I'm sure. I'm sure it was someone. I see. I doubted because I knew it was someone famous. That I had seen and I couldn't remember. Yeah, who yeah. No, Crispin Glover. He's a he's a weird looking guy. Crispin Glover went a bit off the rails, I think. Yeah. Weird. What are you giving it yeah. anyway for whatever we're on now? I've forgotten. Performance. Performance. Ah, I'm gonna give it one. I'm gonna give it one. Yeah, I think it needs one. Okay. Just for, uh, what's his face? What's his name again? Campbell. <laughs> Who? I, I had a, I had another Campbell in my head earlier that I thought you could use. You haven't used it yet. Anyway, next up we got musical score and sound effects. 
Yeah, we have. Was it Naomi Campbell? I've used Naomi. I'm pretty sure. No, it wasn't. Oh, well. Uh, oh, it was Wayne Campbell. <sighs> Who's Wayne Campbell? Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> Party time. Excellent. <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing that now forever. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Uh, right. When Scott says, don't you see Ash? They're alive. He then screams a weird scream, and that scream is his voice and Sam Raimi's voice mashed together. And the sound of the wind howling that's throughout the film was recorded by Sam Raimi at his hotel window while they were filming. Nice. Those kind of personal choices and touches are awesome in films, so I love it. And that's there's there's examples of that throughout the whole film, and I'm guessing throughout the trilogy. Uh, the the score itself was composed by Joe Laduca, awesome soundtrack. He later won Horror Score Composer of the Year for Army of Darkness. Um, and that's all I got on musical score and sound effects. I think for the sound effects, it deserves a half. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to give it a full-on star. I don't think. Yeah, I give it half then. I think because okay, half. Sound effects. I like what they did. Yeah. Personal Three touch. Yeah. Right. Overall experience. How'd it make you feel, Duck? It made me happy. <laughs> happy. Where did it make you happy? In your pants. <laughs> All over. Full body. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we now? Three and a half? I think it's a four and a half film. It is a four and a half film. Yes, it is. So should we give Good it one. half each? Yes. Spit roast it. I was going to say spit roast it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was so on the same wavelength. I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> no. Anyway, spit roast the evil dead. Four out of five for the evil dead. Not too shabby. And it's time for my film choice. Oh, okay. Is it time for my film choice? Yeah. Why do not? film choice and then we'll do our brand new secret section. Okay. Right. So chosen a film. Oh my God. You've chosen a film. I have. I don't even have this? to. Do the whole, oh, I don't know which one to choose. Can I pause it for a second this week? <laughs> I've got one. But it's got a really short, I know you didn't pick it just because it's got a really short IMDb description. I think you might get it anyway. It's in your wheelhouse. Okay. Are you ready for the description there, Jimmy? Yes. Devil worshippers plan to convert two new victims. I swear that is all it says. Which shocked me. I don't know. I don't know. Devil worshippers plan to to what? Convert two new victims. Yes. Uh, No, I don't know. It is a film. I'll tell you who it stars, actually. It's an extra one, okay? Okay, go on then. Because this will help, I think. Uh, Christopher Lee. Okay. Oh. Is there any more else in it? Nope, he's the only person in the whole film. Uh, Yeah, Charles Gray. Is it Dracula AD? Uh, No, it isn't. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, I don't know then. It is 1968, I believe. The Devil Rides Out. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. A Hammer Horror. God damn. I was close. I was close with Dracula AD. I was close. Yeah. Christopher Lee's it. Yeah. Uh, Right. You like it? It Decade out, though. I think that was the 70s. Well, who's counting? I am. I'm not, because I'm fucking losing. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I bet you've got a tally somewhere, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm on the wall. Jimmy is like above me. Sixteen. Joe, <laughs> probably literally two. <laughs> nah, I think you got more than that. <laughs> right, it's time for our new brand new secret section, Jimmy. Ooh. <laughs> do you want to introduce the secret section? Hasn't got no. a name. You do it. All right. Well, we are going to every episode. Seeing as we are a punk rock horror podcast, we're going to play a punk rock song from a band to Oy promote them and put it out there. And uh, where we can, we'll choose horror theme, but fuck it. We're just going to pick what we want to pick, to be honest. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to take it in turns and do an IMDB thing. We're just going to discuss it between us. Yeah, that sounds good to you. Yeah. We've not actually talked about it as much. That sounds good to you. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. You look like you've got a mullet on camera, by the way, right now, and it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Putty in the back. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right, I've introduced the section, Jimmy. You introduced the first band we're going to have on while I uh, sort out the track. Okay, first band is Biased. It's Headstone Horrors, and it's... And the... Fuck off. What's the song called? <laughs> I had to check earlier as well. Then the fog came. Yeah. Uh, it's Hester's Horrors. Then the fog came. was headstone horrors then the fog came slightly biased but i think that one's all right jimmy don't you yeah it'll do put that down send it out you can uh find that <laughs> on itunes uh amazon music anyway you find streaming music to be honest you can find that or you can order the cd and merch from do we have an email address for the band yeah but no, but just go on the Facebook page, Bandcamp. Prefer if you bought the CD rather than stream, because we get more money if you if you buy. Yeah, you get literally nothing if you get streaming. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, buy the CD off the band, uh, so they actually get to put some money to use for another album, more merch, more gigs, yeah, yeah. and the scene in general. Next Lovely. week, I think we're. Doing B movie Brits. Okay, lovely. So we will have one of their tracks on next week. And we're done. I hope you enjoyed the song. Let us know. Don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast app, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Email Jimmy your favourite conspiracy theories at JFK's an alien that killed Elvis at Please Probe Me Now. <laughs> Jimmy and myself will see you in a fortnight for our next episode on The Devil Right. Yeah, boy! Blah, blah, blah! Bye! Oh, no, what? What do I say at the end? Please leave a...
review. Yeah. Just like that. Just please like that. leave a review. Yeah. Just leave a bloody review. Would yeah. you? For God's sake. I don't know how to say leave a review, though. It just seems like, oh, leave a review. Do I say, what do I, I don't know. Don't I'm say that, then. It. Just say you're listening to the Madass podcast. Or, or we could just not do one if you want. No, stop saying we're not going to do one because we've started now. You've got me. You've got me started. <laughs> You're listening to the Madhouse podcast. Download it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a review. End.